Good morning and welcome to Wednesday morning, November the 25th in 2020 on When I Rise. We're currently in year B, the first Sunday of Advent, the first week of the new calendar year for the church. And Advent only has four texts for the week, and so we've got five days for a podcast. And so on the Wednesdays through Advent, I'm going to pick a passage that I think it just seems to be timely. It's a passage that the Lord is just sharing with me and something that I've been thinking about. And so we're going to be in the Gospel of Matthew uh, for this first Wednesday uh, random verse. So it's going to be just one verse. It's Matthew 7, 12, which is the golden rule. And so I'm going to read that and provide a couple points for reflection. Then we'll spend our time praying along this theme. So thanks for making this part of your morning on Winter Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Matthew 7, verse 12. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you, for this sums up the law and the prophets. This is the word of God for us. Some derivative of the golden rule is found in so many different communities. We know that Confucius and Philo and others used some form of the golden rule when talking about communal ethics. And we know that Jesus had exposure to it because of teachings before him in Israel. There's two main schools in Israel during the intertestamental period. One was Shammai and one was Hillel. And there's a story where somebody wanted to check out both schools, so he went to Shammai first. And this uh, prospective student said, can you summarize the whole law while standing on one foot? And uh, supposedly Shammai had just no time to deal with this type of question. And so the same prospective student went to Hillel, who later was uh, you know, the apostle Paul was in the line of Hillel's teaching. And he asked him the same question. And uh, Hillel actually enjoyed this challenge and he stood on one foot and he said, do not do to your neighbor what you not have them do to you. And so this... This is more of a positive spin on it, but the negative cognitive it comes from the school of Hillel. And so we just got to see where this lands in the teachings of Jesus. It's in the Sermon on the Mount, and it's the punchline of a section, the asking, seeking, and knocking. And sometimes people, and it, it's true in the other Gospels, ask, seek, and knock is in the context of prayer. But in the context of Matthew, it seems to be, how do you deal with somebody that you're at odds with? And it seems like Jesus is saying, ask the Lord for an opening, um, seek for an opportunity, and then knock on the door when it was the right time to do so. And then there's this uh, little, there's this little section from verse nine and following talks about how, um, you know, when somebody asks for something, we don't give them something terrible. Like if a father, if a son asks his father for a piece of bread, the father doesn't give him a stone, right? Like. We treat people with respect, particularly those whom we care about. And so this whole section is punctuated with this verse 12. And notice the first clause of the golden rule in the teachings of Jesus. So in everything, okay, underline that, everything, not just some things, but in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Here's why I share this today. I think that what we see in our air and our culture is more of a measure for measure. We call it lex talionis in the Latin. It simply means what you do to me, I'm going to do to you. Uh, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. And we see that in the political arena. Uh, we certainly see that 
in other forms of human social context. And what we see is retributive justice of getting even or ending somebody something when they are at odds with us. Instead of the biblical vision, which is restorative justice, of lifting the neighbor, of envisioning a more fully orbed and good humanity, uh, the vision of the world is what the Jews would call tov, which is goodness, a, a shalom. It's an abounding goodness in the world around us. And so Jesus says the way that we go about this is envisioning that our self-care is not just up to us, but it's also up to those around us. And so he say, he wants us to make a wager. He says, you're out there, you're, you're fending for yourself. You want to take care of yourself. You might have anxiety about whether there's enough for you to have when other people are looking out for themselves. And so Jesus says, actually, the kingdom way is a different way. Do unto others what you would have them do unto you. And it's a risk because you could be kind to your neighbor knowing that you'd want them to be kind to you, but there is no guarantee that they're going to be kind to you. They can actually rip you off and take advantage of you. And so at the heart of the golden rule is a wager. But all of life is a wager. Right now, we're trying to wager what is the best way forward. And some people are saying we need to get even. Some people say that we need to get aggressive. Some say that we need to remove ourselves and and try to uh, be cleansed from any stain of what's going on in the world around us. All those are impossible. We can't remove ourselves from the tension in this world. And so what does Jesus say? Live by a golden rule. Imagine that your self-care is somehow connected to the person next to you. And so I want to pray for us today that we put aside the retribution mentality, the aggressive mentality, the snobbish mentality, the angry and menacing spirit that's in our culture, and that we suggest that we are connected to one another and how I treat the person next to me should be an expectation how they might treat me if they get the chance. And the grace of God will go beyond our means and God will do some amazing things as we apply his word. And so I'm going to pray for us that we embrace the golden rule, that we're considerate and kind and compassionate, that we try to build goodness around us and the shalom that the Bible always points us back to. So let's spend some time praying this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you that at the very heart of you, who you are is a, uh, a community that loves the other. We thank you that, Father, Son, and Spirit, you live in mutual love, and you've created us to join you in that fully-orbed, loving community. And so, God, we thank you that at the, at the very center of our identity is that we're communal, that we're connected, that we're created in your image and in your likeness, and we're also connected to one another. We belong into families, we belong into organizations and corporations and uh, neighborhoods and apartment buildings and extracurricular activities and hobby groups. No matter what, like we couldn't define ourselves without being knit together with somebody else. God, we confess that we are in trouble in our culture right now. We've made a mess of things. Uh, we have decided to dig in in partisan lines. Uh, we've decided to demonize our opponents. We've decided to point the finger at them and to blame all of society's problems on somebody else. And we have yet to confess the brokenness within ourselves. And so, God, we need your help today. And we thank you that, Jesus, you uh, denied yourself, that you laid down your life in order to achieve salvation for the rest of humanity. And so we remember the gospel today, the gospel of love, 
that love um, forgives and covers sins. And so God, we pray today that as you give us this command to do unto others what we'd want them to do unto us, the riskiness that comes with it, God, we pray that as we measure and weigh the cost, that we would find it to be good to jump out in a risk and to love instead of to uh, hide and to accuse. And so God, we embrace, uh, we seek to not to condemn others, but uh, to affirm others and to embrace them. Embrace them. And so God, stay. it's going to take guts, it's going to take your grace to live this way. And so God, I pray for myself, I pray for my brothers and sisters in our prayer community. And I also pray for all the church, that we would be marked by the way of love and that people would find our, our way attractive, wise, and good, that they would put their trust in Christ as well, in whose name I pray. Amen.